Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's seven o'clock in the morning, London time, on Thursday the 3rd of March. The global implications of war in Ukraine have not changed. It was hardly likely that they would. Russia's stock exchange remains closed. The Russian Central Bank has ordered a 30% commission be charged to Russians buying foreign currency. International regulators are starting to sound more aggressive about regulating crypto. Some economists have argued that the main purpose of Bitcoin, aside from producing carbon emissions, of course, could be as a transfer mechanism for illegal transactions, and regulators appear to be coming around to that viewpoint. None of this is especially meaningful outside of the Russian economy at the moment. For the Russian economy, of course, the prospects are rather dire. The main global economic consequence of the Ukrainian war is via commodity prices, which can have a growth deflation effect as well as a price inflation effect for the headline CPI. The European Central Bank's chief economist, Lane, who's one of the leading voices on policy, implied that the emphasis of the ECB was going to be on growth deflation, not price inflation. Comments from Lane yesterday mentioned, quote, doing what is necessary for support, which sounds a lot more about growth than about pricing. Euro area producer price inflation data is due today, and while this is a good measure of corporate pricing power, it's also rendered rather obsolete by the events of the last week. It's of interest to economic historians, it's not necessarily that useful in assessing where we are heading. Meanwhile, in the United States, Federal Reserve Chair Powell gave an in-depth assessment of the economic situation, saying that the impact of the Ukrainian war on the US economy was, quote, highly uncertain. A rate hike in March was clearly signalled, but there were no signs that the more extreme, hawkish views of some in the markets were in any way justified. The challenge for the Federal Reserve is finding out how US consumers will respond to higher energy costs. US consumers are more exposed because of driving sports utility vehicles, and because lower oil taxes than elsewhere in the world mean that a change in crude oil prices is more visible to US consumers. Consumers, at least lower-income consumers, have lost the cushion of pandemic savings, spent in a hedonistic surge in demand for durable goods last year. So what matters to the Fed's policy and the US economy is the extent to which spending is now dragged from other areas of the household budget to cover the energy cost increases. The release of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve has been about as effective on oil prices as anyone would suppose, that is to say not at all. There is some labour market data from the States today ahead of the full employment report tomorrow, with productivity and unit labour costs being revised for the fourth quarter. The unit labour cost numbers are worth a glance, not because they're particularly reliable, precision is not a feature of economic data these days, but because the general story they are likely to tell is important. While there have been sensationalist headlines around wage claims, the fact is that a lot of the time, fewer people are producing more output. If people are working harder, they deserve to be paid more something every employer of an economist should note. The modest 
fourth quarter unit labour cost data from the states suggests that the pressures for a wage price spiral are little to non-existent at the moment. This matters because if there is no wage price spiral, there's no need for the Fed to try and force growth below trend. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the global wealth management business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.